What's up, y'all? Welcome to Wildlife Got Me Effed Up Podcast, a podcast with topics that got us, well, effed up. Enjoy the episode. If something got you effed up, let us know. Well, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. What is 28? It's your girl Juice, and we're back with another Wildlife Got Me Up the Podcast. This is episode 50. And yes, today I'm by myself. But one thing I have learned in the past couple weeks is that gatekeeping is not a thing for anybody this year. So, what I would like to do is not gatekeep one of the biggest things ever, and that's finances. So, for all the girls and boys that watch and listen to our podcast, uh, this is definitely for y'all if you don't know how to get your finances under control or maybe you just don't know where to start with coming finances. Now, I'm not no guru or I'm not no specialist. I'm not even an accountant. Shit, barely. I do my taxes on TurboTax. So please don't take everything that I'm saying with a grain of salt, but just take everything as like, okay, this could be something I can really research for myself, figure out what I might like for myself and you know make things happen now this is going to be real easy these are real steps that i feel like anybody can do uh so let's get into it so the first thing about finances i want you to have a real clear understanding about your finances now i don't want anybody to be scared about their finances because they're yours it's something that you have to deal with debt all that stuff it's something that you have to deal with so, how to control those things is easy, okay? First, let's analyze what you have going on first, okay? So, let's look at subscriptions. Let's look at uh, where your money's going to, what your bills are looking like, and what potential income are you having? Do you have multiple streams of income, or do you have just a 9-to-5 income, or do you have a side hustle that can, you know, with some of the costs that you want to have? Okay, now you might be a bad bitch or a bad sir, whatever you like to call yourself, um, but that doesn't mean anything when you have no bad money, okay? So, yeah, so let's realize what we have here. So, for all the subscriptions, now I know I'm a free trial type of bitch. I love free trials, okay? And sometimes on a free trial, I forget to, uh, you know, cancel that free trial all the time. So, what would you like to do is like going through your bank account, see what subscription are still alive that you didn't know was there. Now you can do multiple things for that. You can go on Rocket Money and put all your information in and they would literally take your uh, stuff out for you. Um, and just be like, okay, these are subscriptions that you have. Do you want to leave these subscriptions alone or do you want to cancel them? Cancel them if you really don't use them okay if you really haven't used them in months if you haven't really used them in like weeks then it is it really doesn't matter okay if you want to read the use them again okay do it again but remember to always schedule your little cancel dates on your memberships okay so you know when to cancel at the right time uh also when it comes to budgeting so personally i use mint to get my budget together but if you need like a book or something like that, I'll have a link on uh, on the description on the, on the Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, one of those two. It should tell you um where to go. It's like a little book on Amazon, a budget book that will literally give you like 
areas where you write your goals so you see what dates so you can write down certain dates and stuff like that that's special to you also you can write down your budget seeing how much money is coming in and what's money coming out also an issue for a lot of people is the fact that some people are swiping their cards and not realizing how much money they're actually spending so what i would advise for people to do is do the envelope system you might heard this from like Dave Ramsey or you might heard this on TikTok, but a lot of people are just taking their cash that they get from their paycheck or their side gig or whatever that pays the bills and pays for certain things. And so you can really see the money in your face. So it'd be kind of hard for you to spend that money if you actually see that money leaving out your hands. So when you have a full budget of groceries, like $100 of groceries, when you have a budget of going towards, okay, this goes to my cell phone, this goes to my gas, this goes to, you know, all these other things, like, put that in a cash system, in an envelope system, so you don't overspend, okay? So you can't go beyond your means, okay? So try to do that every two weeks if you have, like, a 9 to 5, or if you have a a hustle or something like that, try to put that money on the side. Speaking of money on the side, it's important. It's very important to have an emergency fund. Now, I know people be like, Lachelle, it's very hard to save money when I don't make that much money. I understand. But if you have passions, if you have things that you know you can do, if you know that you can do certain things like take photos of people or, you know, write really good stuff for people or anything people are lazy these days like you can honestly make a side hustle of of rolling weed at this point i've seen it so like if you can find you a small side hustle that can help you create some income for your savings that'd be great now personally when i like to save i like to save my money into a high yield savings account now, what a lot of people don't know is that your regular savings account and your bank account is not going to make you anything, like nothing at all every year. The last time I looked at my account was this year, and I noticed that I was like, okay, I'm seeing how much I accumulate over the years. It was $6.82. Bitch, I was mad. Painful, painful. But I also noticed that, okay, there's other loopholes, there's other ways that I can make my money grow even more while it's in savings. So you have high yield accounts that you can go on Capital One 360 performance plan. Um, their savings account give you literally 3.30 uh, right now. On I think it's on an APY or something, I think, percentage. And so that'll just give you more money for your buck, okay? So, and I believe their stuff is actually monthly. So you're creating funds monthly. You're getting that monthly statement of some extra income while you're holding your money into their uh, financial institution. Also, a good one uh, is Discover. They're right at 3.30. And if you actually go into their website, they actually have a calculator where you can go and you can see how much your money will actually flourish um, by putting how much money you want to put in there. I always say a good savings account is around five grand to 10 grand. Um, if you can make that shake, make that shake. Okay. You know, never, you never know what things are going to happen in life. So I want everybody to be honestly prepared for those things. So when it happens, it happens. Now there's also a question about bills. Okay. 
yeah, you have bills coming every month. You got to deal with that every month, right? Here are two bills that I know for sure that I have to deal with that I do these things to make the thing, the process a less shorter process. Now to pay for debt. Okay. This is really about paying for debt. So two big debts in my collection is, uh, my credit card and for my car note. All right. So for my car note, I'm in the five area. So what I like to do in that first paycheck, I like to pay half of it. And the second paycheck that I'm getting, I like to pay the other half. Now, of course, I could pay the whole thing right there, but who wants all that chunk of money to be gone at that second internet check-in? So you're pretty much scrounging for a minute unless you have side hustles or whatever like that or you're working online or something like that. So what I will do is you will pay for half so it looks like you paid extra on your car note and it will expedite your interest on your car note. So we're actually kind of shorting down the years on you supposed to be paying for your car. Now you could be saying that I'm supposed to be on a five year situation, but you know, if you keep on doing that, maybe you can dug down two or three years because it's showing that you have a consistent payment and you're paying double. Um, also with credit cards, I would do the same thing, but pay half when your statement is due. All right. And also pay another half a week before your due date. Okay. So that's less money coming out and then you're recuperating the money again on your second check and then boom, you can pay it just like nothing. And also for the savings that it seems like you're paying extra, you're paying a little top on the interest. And so it looks like, okay, you're, you're doing more for your credit. So those are two things that I would do for paying for like huge debt, like credit cards and also a car note. And so well, also with that, here are some small things you can do to spend less money. And we all know those things, okay? This is going to be kind of hard for the girls and the boys who love to shop, okay? Who love to eat out, who love to do those. Okay, so for shopping, I know you want to be popping or whatever. You want to look good. You see the shoes that you that are coming out and all this extra stuff. But you really need to stop doing the Klarna and doing the quad pay and doing all those. I know. Don't cry. Calm down. It's fine. I'm telling you to stop doing this because a lot of people would do those things and really couldn't afford it in the first place. So let's just say you paid a uh, $32 like four times, right? For like a 200 some some purchase, right? For some clothes that you going to Miami, showing out, shaking ass, looking good, right? But okay, we're getting to the point that you're you're looking good in that first and second payment, but damn, you kind of slipping after you paid for all of the extra shit that you got paid for, right? And then it's getting to the point like, okay, now it says your payment is due, your payment is passed. I ain't gonna lie, it happened to me a couple times because I wasn't thinking about it, but that can really kill your credit after a while it can really show up after a while that you're not paying these things consistently on time and that you're not paying these the way you need to be paid so i will only do this if you need to buy a bulk of clothes if you need to buy that pair of shoes then try to buy that in a sense of okay how your mama used to do or your daddy used to do it okay it's school time 
we buying $250 worth of clothes. Or if it's Christmas time, we buying this amount of many clothes. Like, pick an area of time that you know you're going to have the most money in your pocket and just buy it straight out. Like, don't be doing all the quape. It looks enticing. It's supposed to look enticing to get your credit fucked up, right? So, make sure you do that. Just buy the stuff in bulk and just leave it alone like buy as much as you want to buy just don't go crazy over it just have enough money that you can eat tomorrow but yeah just do that buy your shit in bulk and call it a day awesome also as um big thing for me is eating out i eat out literally every day once a day and then some people be like yeah it was actually better if you eat out compared to like listen you can honestly make you can actually save more money if you eat in because let's think about it. I don't have to drive there. I don't have to pay DoorDash an extra fee just to bring my food and I'm not paying for the food. See, there's so many incentives that we don't think about when we go and get that food. Uh, we think about how we are hungry and we want that food, right? So that's one of the things we need to think about. So those are the things we have to think about when we are really going to get in food. Like you could have went to the grocery store one time, meal prep for a whole two weeks and called it a day. But no, you're going to go get Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, Chinese food, all those places every single day. Plus you're burning gas and plus you're paying those delivery fees. So you gotta, you gotta think big, bitch. You think it's small, okay? So, honestly, when you think about these certain steps that you can do, just start small, okay? Just start with learning where your budget is. Then, two, learning how to re- reduce your budget and your expenses and the things that are not serving you, like these bitches, just playing and then um and then really get down to like what you can do to make your income better than your debt okay so when you do that then you're great you're not then you're not talking about i ain't got it this week or i gotta check my savings to my my checkers and my checkers to my savings we're not having those conversations okay because you did those three steps and also, if you're doing an extra step of doing an envelope system, now you see the money that's coming out your hand. So now your your mind is really on this shit. I really be spending money. Shit, I really be on this stuff. Like, I really need to calm the fuck down. So those are the things that you're going to see and be like, okay, these are all the things I need to do. Now, two big things I feel everybody needs to do in their 20s. Now, I'm I'm mostly talking people 25 and up. So, and you can do this earlier. Earlier you can do this, better it is, okay? So, one, investing in a brokerage account, investing in stocks. Now, I'm not talking about, oh, Forex, why you ain't why you ain't getting this money up? You lame, all this extra shit, tap in, Wells Fargo, you know, Bank of America. No, I'm not talking about that, okay? And whoever um, those people are, you're still missing, bro. I haven't seen y'all in years. But anyway, um, the thing that you need to do when it comes to the investing, really invest in the long game, okay? Short game is for people who got short game money, okay? I'm not in- investing in something that I know I can't recuperate back, okay? So let's 
talk about the long game, okay? And all you need to do is open a Fidelity account or a Vanguard account or a Shrubs account. Those three brokerages. Personally, I use Fidelity, okay? Open that account. Get you a Roth IRA, all right? When you open that, you can literally have that account with you and put money into it and all this stuff. Then put your money into the S&P 500, right? So you can literally put as much as, I actually think it increased now. So as $6,500 within a year span. So you can start as soon as January 1st hit of that year. Start putting that money in. I'm talking about if you got enough to spare for $100 or $200 a month or two times on your paycheck. If you got a nine to five situation, if you work bi-weekly. So you can do that and let the money just do its thing. Okay. Like let that transition just happen. Okay. And you can look up ways of how you can really look up the best in, um, index funds and the mutual funds and all that stuff. S&P 500 has always been the best for me because you literally have a whole, it's like a drawer, okay? You open your drawer, you have Apple there, you have Microsoft there, you have all these big companies that make so much money every doggone day, okay? And all you're doing is say, okay, I'm putting my money in this. Now I own a small portion of these companies, right? So you can just do that. Let your money grow. Let your money flourish. Now I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you. That shit goes down. That shit goes up. That shit do the hokey pokey and turns itself around. But what you need to do is let that thing do its thing because for years now, for literal, literal years, it's, it's been like that. But people have made so much money, millions, of doing it for the long game when they were 25, when they were 23, when they were 22, when they were 20, when their parents was like, okay, let me open you one up under my name and let me just do this. So by the time I'm 59, I can just pretty much give you that money. And you're whatever age, but you're still young. So... This is where I'm telling people, like, if you don't like the idea of being stocked, the ideas of investing, at least be in a long game and put your money in the Roth IRA, okay? And just do that and leave that shit alone. Just let it auto pay up in there and then transfer into the S&P 500 and let it go, okay? And when you get older and shit like that, you look back at it, you'll be like, damn, this shit really grew. And you didn't have to think about it. Also, with people with 95s, if you have 401ks, max that bitch out. Okay? Because when things happen, when you lose your job or when you leave to go to another job, that money needs to go somewhere. Okay? So, you can get you a rollover IRA and literally roll it over in your brokerage. And then now, it's become your personal money again. Okay? Now, it comes to you. You don't really get penalized too hard about it. You you just roll it over. Okay? I don't even, some brokerage accounts don't even penalize you for rolling it over. They really penalize you based on if you take it out and you go spend it or whatever. Now, I did it one time when I left Nike. I only had $50. Well, I had $100, but they penalized me down to $50. I'm still mad about that. Nike, I want my $50. Anyway, so 
Also, the last thing I want to say is it's kind of weird, but a lot of people have been dying lately. I, uh, if in my in my area, a lot of people have been dying. A lot of people I've seen. Invest in a real deal insurance plan, okay? Like life insurance, like get you a whole life plan. Now, term you can do that if you if you're not really sure about it. It will get you like up to like thirty years. But if you really think about it, if you get you a whole life plan, yeah, you're gonna pay more, but your money is gonna double what it would have paying less on a 30 plan you know so you're technically paying double and then it adds up to cash value equity on top of that and then when you get older and you be like okay i'm about 30 or i'm about whatever i'm ready to buy me a house i ain't got it right but i still have that life insurance i could go into that life insurance and pretty much borrow against myself right borrow against myself and so now i'm putting that money towards a new house all that stuff all that all that good shit okay we might do we might do houses later i don't know when i learn when i do the housing process i'll teach y'all about the housing process but right now sit still in the house but anyway when um when when you do that then you can borrow against yourself because you earn some money on top of the money that you're already putting in right so you're doing that you put down six thousand dollars for a two hundred thousand dollar home or whatever how they do them down payments i don't know and once that done you're still don't have to pay it back because you're already paying it back because you pay for it monthly anyway okay so that's something that is technically like a, a savings account for yourself while you're living now Michelle, oh, I thought you, I thought it was supposed to be a uh, account for when you croak out. Just the thing about it, when you croak out for real, if you want the full premium, we going up the Jesus plan, that's going to cost you around, you know, close to $20,000. Yes. With the casket, the ground thing, all that extra shit. But if you really think about it, if you get cremated and stuff like that, that's probably going to be close to five bands. Call it a day with a little ceremony all that stuff. So if you just pretty much just have the whole life and live out your life and when things get hard or when things when you need money for real that life insurance will be there so it's great that you do that in an early sense because you're younger they feel like they have more to bet on you especially if you don't smoke especially if you work out being you know being healthy as best you can you're a better bet you're a better bet to put my money into or you put your money into us and then boom, you grow and do all the extra shit. And by the time, you know, by the time you're like 30 or whatever and stuff like that, you're ready to go ahead and, and put that money towards some real action to towards some real things you're doing in life. Not just because you croaked out. Okay. And later on in life, that money will be great when you do go away. Because the thing about it is like, nobody should be left with a big ass debt. When you could have fixed it when you was here. Okay. So fix it now. Fix it, Jesus. Okay. So, yeah, man. That's pretty much all my don't gatekeep stuff that I got going on. I really appreciate y'all for listening to this. If you need any more financial help or if you feel like I need to do a part two or you have any questions about certain things that I may be able to explain 
Now, I definitely do that. I'm definitely going to put down in a description somewhere, if you can see it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, certain things that uh, would be great, uh, like the budget book and also maybe some YouTube channels that I might be listening to. Definitely some other podcasts that I listen to to even get this information and the stuff that I actually, the actual tools that I usually use to make myself more financially great so yeah man i appreciate y'all so much for listening and remember don't let anybody have you fucked up all right dog and remember rate our shit please (laughs) five stars dog comment on it let us know if the shit's relatable and let us know what topics you want to hear and we'll definitely get back with y'all on everything and anything but yeah man stay blessed Thank you for listening to Why Life Got Me F'd Up Podcast. Please check us out on Instagram at Why Life Got Me Podcast. You can see our newest episodes coming up. Also, you can chat with us and tell us what topics you would like us to talk about. All right. Y'all have a good day. And also, don't let nobody get you effed up.